Welcome in to another new podcast from Materials Performance Magazine. I'm your host, Ben DuBose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Carrie Cole, our new editor for Materials Performance Magazine. Carrie, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to introduce you to our audience a bit more via this exclusive video podcast. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you can get a look at Carrie's face and mine as well, simply by going to our Materials Performance YouTube channel. Of course, we want to introduce Carrie to our audience as he gets acclimated to his new role as editor of MP. And to give our listeners a bit of a backstory, the last few months, we've been transitioning from the Gretchen Jacobson era. Gretchen had decades of great service to materials performance. She announced at the end of 2022 that she was going to retire. She's been transitioning into retirement because thankfully Gretchen has been graceful enough to work as a contractor for a few months that allowed us to take our time with this search for the next editor of MP. Well, Rebecca Bickham is stepping up as editor-in-chief of MP, but then to fill what had been Rebecca's role as editor, thanks to Gretchen serving in a contract role that allowed us at MP and within the AMP publications team to take our time with the search to make sure that we're not rushed, to make sure that we get it right. And ultimately, Kerry was the conclusion of that search, and we're thrilled to have him on board. Kerry, you started in late April, correct? Right, April 24th was my first day, so still relatively new. Just yeah, so it's here. been a, yeah, so it's been about a month and I know it's been a steep learning curve. We'll get into this in today's podcast as we take our listeners through the process leading to Kerry, his career background and everything that he's going to be trying to do as the new editor of Materials Performance Magazine working with Rebecca Bickham now editor in chief. Kerry, I think a good place to start if you could just give our listeners a bit of detail on your career background. I know you've worked in journalism for a while. You also do have some association experience. I know that you don't necessarily have corrosion or coatings past experience, but you have worked within the confines of an association as part of a lengthy career in journalism, in writing and editing. Just briefly, if you could take our listeners through your career background and the path that's led you to where you are today as editor of Materials Performance. Yes, you're correct on that. I. I started out in newspapers. I went to uh, Abilene Christian University as a journalism major and then worked at the newspaper there in Abilene, Texas for several years. And then I was in Carson City and Reno, Nevada in newspapers for a few years and at the uh, San Antonio Express News in Texas. And uh, that's where I live now. So uh, after several years as assistant city editor of the Express News, I went over to corporate communications, uh, worked at USAA, which is a large uh, insurance and financial services uh, enterprise for the military. And then, as you said, I did get into association work. Uh, I was at the American Payroll Association for eight years. And so even though the topics are very different, uh, the association world is very familiar to me in terms of certification and chapters and education training, lobbying, all that type of thing. And so uh, I really felt like I had a good handle on the association world that was exciting to me when this job came along. Has that helped you a bit in particular this first month? I know there's a lot of meetings with people throughout the organization, in this case, AMP staff members. Has that prior association experience helped you with that transition and understanding, I suppose, how all of this works together? I think so, because instead of trying to learn about corrosion and 
association work at the same time. I do have that good uh, association background and understand uh, a lot of the basics behind that. And so I can I can focus more on the the technical side and trying to make sense of, uh, of corrosion and the related topics. So what's the balance like going from your prior writing and editing jobs? I know you worked in a newspaper capacity for a number of years to now writing and editing articles that are about corrosion and coatings. I know there's sort of a delicate balance in that obviously you want to learn the subject matter here more when it comes mm -hmm. to corrosion and coatings. That's the niche. But at the end of the day, the nuts and bolts of writing and editing and adhering to style, it's more or less the same thing. So what's that balance like when you're trying to, I suppose, immerse yourself in a new world, yet at the end of the day, the principles are still what they were before, or for the most part they are. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yes, like like we've discussed, I'm brand new to this uh, to this area of, of corrosion, and so I uh, don't know a lot about it, still have a, a lot to learn, and I'm never going to know it all for sure, but I do know um, grammar and punctuation and, and sentence structure and style, that type of thing, as you mentioned. And so uh, even if I'm reading about something that's somewhat foreign to me, I can still improve the copy and, and make it more mm -hmm. readable and understandable and relatable, I think. And, and kind of my main goal is just to make every sentence as understandable as possible. And so, uh, you know, I'm certainly going to continue learning about uh, corrosion and all the related topics. But uh, in the meantime, I, I do feel like I can still uh, help the cause. Hmm. So what attracted you to this vacancy? I, I always find it interesting because very few people, unless they had a parent in the business, at <laughs> least very few people that I found enter the workforce saying, I want to work in corrosion or I want to work mm -hmm. in coatings. We all happen to, or for the most part, find our way in this industry through connections. For example, I was a journalism student myself. I went to the University of Missouri and I ended up initially working in oil and gas media because I do have connections here in Houston and that's a big employer within B2B publishing. And of course, oil and gas is one of the larger clients within corrosion control. So by virtue of working a few years in oil and gas, I got exposed more to corrosion control, people in the specific corrosion industry, and eventually I had the right connections to latch on with what at the time was NACE International. Now it's AMP, the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. And I personally do enjoy it a lot. I love the mission. I love that it's not just soulless. We take a lot of pride in what we do, not just in terms of day-to-day -day protecting assets, but in the grand scheme, what that means for making our world a more sustainable place and contributing to environmental trends in the appropriate direction. I take a lot of pride in that, and it's something that over the years, even if I didn't initially know what I was getting into, it's been rewarding for me. Yet at the very beginning, when I started with NACE in 2016, I certainly did not know all of those things. I just sort of uh, had the right connections. I got exposed to corrosion a bit more when I worked in oil and gas, which was based on my exposure to the Houston market, and it just sort of happened. And I know that in large part, that's a similar story for a lot of us, especially on the staff side. We grow to love what we do, yet there is something in the initial process that draws us to the association, that draws us to this world, this life. So for you, 
what was it that attracted you to this job? What was it about MP or AMP during the interview process that made you feel like this was a good fit for you? Great question. Uh, I do think, uh, firstly, that, that having an association background, it was really exciting for me to, uh, when I initially saw the job posted, I thought, oh, that's something I'm very familiar with and, mm -hmm. and could really, uh, you know, could see myself working in that environment again. I enjoyed uh, association work quite a bit. But then um, I'm also a very just curious, inquisitive type of person. And so the idea of learning something brand new, completely uh, foreign to me was uh, kind of exciting, you know. Um, and I would also say as a as a person with a news background, um, when I when I joined the payroll association, I quickly learned that uh, a lot of uh, legislation um, really deeply involved payroll. And so there was a real connection between mm. what was happening in the news, whether it was the tax cuts and, and jobs act or Obamacare or anything like that uh, deeply affected the, the lives of the payroll industry. And so uh, I can see the, the correlation here with corrosion when you look at something like that uh, Miami condo collapse or mm. just our, our country's infrastructure and the safety of, of bridges and, and so forth. Uh, I can really see a, a connection to that, uh, to the news that I, you know, still pay a lot of attention to and I can see uh, that will satisfy our curiosity, I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. As an example, the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, put out a report late last week warning of the dangers of uncoated steel bridges in the aftermath of that bridge collapse near Pittsburgh a year ago, right. which led to some serious injuries and impacts locally. And of course, that's one of our two headquarters, actually, for AMP, one in Houston, one in Pittsburgh, which is legacy SSPC, where their offices were, the Society for Protective Coatings. But yeah, it goes beyond just our niche. When you see an event like that, you're absolutely right. It has potentially significant effects to society at large, and it ties into exactly what you were saying in terms of just overall day-to-day -day news coverage and influencing the population at large. And again, we may not grow up as children knowing about the importance of corrosion control or protective coatings unless we have a parent or someone very close to us in this industry. But I think it's one of those things as you go through the interviewing process and certainly as you go through the job process, you learn that pretty quickly. And I suspect that you're going to come to embrace it the same way that I have over the seven years that I've worked with, well, first NACE and now AMP. To that end, though, you're still in just your initial few weeks. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Carrie, let's start there. How are those weeks going? What are some of your initial tasks? And what's this process like? What are you trying to build up to as you immerse yourself in our world of materials performance and AMP? And hopefully by the time we get to a few months or years from now to where you're a full-fledged member of the association staff like the rest of us. What's the transition like and what are you trying to build up to? Well, first, everyone's been extremely welcoming and supportive, and I appreciate that greatly. I uh, got to spend a week in uh, Houston uh, at the Houston headquarters and, mm -hmm. and meeting some of the staff, and that was great to uh, put uh, names with faces and, and uh, get to know everyone. So, um, so far I've um, proofed the June issue, which means it was already laid out and I just went through and yep. 
uh, look for any mistakes there. And then the July issue, I got to actually edit the the stories as they came through. And so I got my first real hmm. shot at, at working through those uh, technical articles. And uh, I think the next big step for me is going to be writing a story for August. Hmm. Uh, it, the issues uh, theme is on pipelines. And so I'm going to going to write a story there. And so I'm looking forward to uh, hmm. getting into that. And then, you know, as you said, just uh, just keep learning and growing and, and you know, hopefully being the best asset I can to the hmm. to the team and to the association. Um, looking forward to getting to some conferences eventually and and uh, really getting to know some people in the industry as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the integration process and how you try to get up to speed in terms of understanding the subject matter. I know there's courses you can take. There's articles you can read regarding corrosion control, protective coatings, but a lot mm -hmm. of this, at least from my experience, is just sort of learn by doing. And I think, you know, your job proofing some of these more technical articles, you can't help but learn a little bit just based on your exposure to the subject matter. Even if you're just largely editing for grammar and style, as you were saying earlier, simply reading all that content, to me, that's one of the more influential ways that someone in your position can potentially learn. What have you done to this point in terms of trying to learn more about the industry and what are the ways that you expect to do more of that in the future definitely i've uh you know i've definitely been reading uh past issues and then like you said just just editing the issues i have been able to edit so far you you definitely immerse yourself into that world and and start to understand some of the uh terminology mm -hmm. and the concepts behind them um listen to a lot of your podcasts and that's helped a lot <laughs> as well, I must say. Um, and one thing I'm looking forward to, um, whether it's called this or not, I know there is a Corrosion 101 course yes. and I look forward to taking that. I think that will, I think that'll go a long way toward mm -hmm. getting me uh, up to speed, if not, you know, never be an expert, but to yeah. at least give me a basic understanding of the fundamentals. So yeah. definitely look forward to that. I forget the name, but I know what you're talking about. I took it early on in my tenure. It's definitely very, very helpful. And the HR division within our AMP staff is really helpful with giving people the resources they need to succeed and to learn more. That's a huge part of the transition without a doubt. Another part of the transition that's important is working hand in hand with Rebecca Bickham, as mentioned earlier, the editor in chief now of MP, basically Rebecca stepping up into an even larger role after Gretchen Jacobson, longtime managing editor in chief, announced her retirement at the end of 2022. What's your relationship with Rebecca like? For people that don't know how the magazine works in terms of, I suppose, you know, there's departments that are staff written or edited. Of course, there's technical articles that are submitted. There's a process for approving them. There's also mm -hmm. a technical article who works with the two staff positions, that being yourself as editor and Rebecca as editor-in-chief. Just explain, if you could, a little bit about uh, how you and Rebecca work together, what her tasks are, what your tasks are, and the ways that you're going to be working together. I know you don't know it all yet because again, you've just been on the job about a month, but just, sure. you know, explain at a high level sort of how you and Rebecca work together to put out a monthly print magazine. Sure. Uh, well, first she's been uh, terrific and, and helped tremendously in getting me 
established and, and getting a start here. And uh, it helps a lot that she has been where I am now. And so she uh, can can teach me very well because she's uh, been in this position. So uh, in a nutshell, I would say that I'll run more of the day-to-day uh, -day eventually, and she can she can focus more on the big picture. Yeah. So I will uh, I will write uh, and edit feature stories and department articles for the magazine and for the web. And um, I can I will edit uh, an entire issue when it is ready. So that will allow her to uh, manage the overall writing and editing, yep. to oversee the layout of the magazine, to work with the uh, printer and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll have a, a good, strong working relationship there and, uh, you know, play to each other's strengths mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah, and I should mention that anyone listening who wants to learn more about potentially submitting something for the magazine, be it print or digital, if it's a technical article or if it's just a press release that you want to submit for potential inclusion, you can go to materialsperformance.com and learn how to do that and you can potentially get in touch with Carrie or Rebecca Bickham, our editor-in-chief, through the website as well. It's also firstname.lastname at amp.org if you want to email them directly. More on that in a bit. Anyway, Carrie, before we wrap up, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. We've been talking about you a lot on a professional <laughs> basis for most of this interview, but since this is sort of your introduction to our industry, our membership, I want to take this as an opportunity to let people get to know you as a person too, because you know you mentioned going to events and conferences and hopefully getting to meet more people. It's not all mm -hmm. business. Part of building rapport with people is, of course, connecting with them on a personal level as well. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm, I believe you mentioned earlier that you're based out of San Antonio. What are some of your hobbies when you're not on the clock with MP? What are you likely to be doing on a uh, Monday night, for example, or, or I guess on a weekend? Let's be more optimistic. We're recording this on a Monday, but let's say, you know, Memorial Day right. weekend is coming up. Uh, yes. you know, what are some of your hobbies when you're off the clock? Good question. Yes, I am in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, it's my hometown, so I'm back mm. back home. Um, been married 34 years. I have uh, two grown children. Thank you. My uh, my daughter just got her master's this weekend at the uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. And I have a son who works for a uh, veterinary clinic. And my wife's uh, with the Whataburger uh, Corporation uh, hamburger chain here. So um, I play the viola. That's one of my biggest hobbies right now. I started viola when I was eight years old and uh, played up through college. And then I put it down for like 20 years. And then my first teacher from when I was in third grade called me and said, I'm conducting this community orchestra. Why don't you come back? And so I picked it back up and uh, had loved that, that part of my life. It's so great to have music as a part of my life again, and I'm a member of the San Antonio Community Orchestra, and because of my background, I do a lot of our communications and run the Facebook page and make the programs and that kind of thing. So I'm involved in more than just mm -hmm. playing, but just to, uh, you know, to be my age and getting to play the music of some of the great composers is just so it has been a great, great part of my life and sort of an unexpected. I thought I thought I was done with it years ago, and so it's been really great. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'm just a big sports fan. I like mm. to uh, tune in and catch uh, as many games as I can and just uh, enjoy that uh, as I can. You know, a little 
college mostly and some pro sports. But yeah. uh, what sports do you watch? Um, college football is probably my favorite, but I okay. watch everything and anything and everything. Um, sometimes I like kind of the smaller niche sports like college yep. softball and college yep. baseball that not a lot of people get into. But I uh, I love those and spent some time this weekend watching I, watching some of those games. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. I have to- um, I have to ask, and it kills me as someone that's based in Houston. Are you excited <laughs> about the are you excited about the Spurs getting Victor Wembanyama in the NBA draft lottery? I am. I, you know, the Spurs uh, have not been so good the last right. few years, and they've kind of dropped off a lot of people's radar. But uh, yeah, I think there's sort of a new excitement about them again, and uh, whether or not they'll be good is uh, yeah. hard to say. But at least they'll be interesting now. So <laughs> yeah. For sure. It kills fun. those of us in Houston, like myself. I'm a big Rockets fan, actually right. write and blog and podcast a bit about the Rockets when I'm off the clock. That's one of yeah. my hobbies. When I'm not news editor with AMP Publications, you can find me talking sure. about the Houston Rockets and watching the Rockets fall to four while the San Antonio <laughs> Spurs, right down I-10, jump up to pick number one to get Victor Wimbanyama, who's supposed to be the best NBA prospect, said LeBron James. That definitely yeah. stung a little bit. But you know what? Yeah. When it comes to AMP, the thing is, we're represented. We're not just Houston. We're not just San Antonio. <laughs> we're not just Pittsburgh. We try to, you know, represent everybody. So we encompass not just, you know, of, of course, domestically within the states, but we want to be global as well. So we find a way to work together for the greater good. I always tell people that my boss with an amp, she's based in California and she's a Dodgers fan. And of course, I am an Astros fan. <laughs> and so if if Astros and Dodgers fans can work together, I think Rockets and Spurs fans can definitely work together. Fair enough. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things that I got to do when I was with USAA is I went to the Army-Navy game three mm-hmm. times and got to be on the sideline oh, there wow. with the with the players, and I think I would rather do that than uh, go to the Super Bowl. It's just oh yeah, it's just it's young people with such passion and and uh, devotion to what they do, you know, and and uh, you know that it's football is not their career, but they just had a blast uh, being out there and giving it all for their schools, and I yeah. I love them. And I think you'll find as we wind down this podcast that there's a correlation between some of your past military experience and what we're going to cover at materials performance and within amp because what ends up happening mm-hmm. we actually if you go to materialsperformance.com i think we have a couple up now in terms of military stories because of course the military assets are amongst the most important things that there are so many times when there's new anti-corrosion or protective coatings technologies you'll see military assets at the forefront of getting installed in real world scenarios because of course they're always looking for something more cutting edge for something better because those assets are so important to protect so i think understanding and having some exposure to the military world i mean that's potentially useful in this capacity as well because i'm guessing you've noticed we definitely have a few military press releases and features from time to time just based on the fact that their assets are amongst you know the most important to protect right absolutely that's a great point and and uh in not just in corrosion, but in a lot of uses, the military yep. uh, establishes something that becomes uh, yep. used worldwide. So, yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been fun. We went all over the map from corrosion coatings to Victor Wimbanyama. Was not anticipating that, <laughs> but when you brought up when you brought up sports and you also mentioned living in San Antonio, and this is May 2023. How could I not? Anyway. Um, <laughs> With that, I think that might be a sign that we need to wind down. Uh, Carrie, for any of 
our audience members that want to learn more about you or get in touch, be it just to introduce themselves or maybe they have a technical article or a press release, something that they want to inquire about publishing with the magazine, how can they get in touch with you? Sure, I think the best way would be through email. It's Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y dot Cole, C-O-L-E at amp.org. And yep. I look forward to hearing from people. If you have any story ideas, I'm sort of a born yep. storyteller. So uh, let me know, I'd love to hear from you. Mm. Sounds good. And for anyone who wants to get in touch with me, of course, it's the same format, first name dot last name, Ben dot Dubose at amp dot org, A-M-P-P dot O-R-G. And I am happy to work with you as well. With that, we'll put a bow on this episode. For Kerry Cole, I'm Ben Dubose. I want to thank all of you for listening. And if you want more resources besides our email, the best place to get it is online at those aforementioned websites. For Materials Performance, it's materialsperformance.com. And for the Association for Materials Protection and Performance, that's AMP, it's ampp.org. From there at amp.org or materialsperformance.com, you should be able to find all the resources you need as far as content, getting in touch with staff members, anything you need, just go to those websites and you should be able to find it. With the plugs complete, or actually before we wrap up, I should also mention that all of our distributors, Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube as well, we're trying to do more video, this being one of the first ones on the MP side, just search for AMP podcast and you should be able to subscribe. Also, you can find all of our archives and listen to a lot of shows that way as well. So if you have not listened to the podcast that much in the past, I encourage you to do so again at your distributor of choice. Search for AMP podcast and you should be able to find lots of goodies. We're on all of the major platforms. With that complete, the plugs can finally wind down and we can put a bow on this. For Kerry Cole, I'm Ben Dubose. Thanks as always for listening and please come back soon for another new AMP podcast. <laughs>